I love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes, to a riveting Disney playlist episode of The Lion King. I am the green traveler from Gorge. And I am the faceless Leon. Welcome we to Green so and Faceless on the Couch. This is a podcast about movies and TV. And uh, we're talking about the pride. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and, and the it's pride rock. of Hamlet. And yeah, the pride of Hamlet and the pride of Disney. Uh, really, I do think that since they've made this movie, they have milked quite a bit out of it. I mean, it was like one of the first yeah, really big Disney Broadway shows and all yeah. sorts of stuff. I mean, it was the biggest budget in animation for a long time until Finding Nemo came along. Yeah. So for like eight years, this movie was like the biggest budgeted anime animated film. Yeah. Taking the throne from Aladdin or whatever it was before it. I see. That we talked about. Yeah, uh, was crazy man. Aladdin last week. Honestly, I think so. What was that? I think it was Aladdin last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I think it only rained as for like two years, and then along came Lion King, and you know, honestly, that worth it. You, this is the big one. This is what was that worth it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly, though, I like I I don't know this. This is the one like everybody knows this movie. Everybody's talked or at least seen this movie. And it's 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 not one of my favorites. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna shit on this movie. Don't don't think the next twenty minutes are gonna be me crapping all over this Good. film because it's not. I've just seen this movie so many times that it's like it, other Disney films touch bigger nerves than than this one does. This one is a a fine film that I you know I watch right. every few years and I'm like yeah that's right yeah the other it's ones, got good music so the other ones seem. The other good ones, anyways, seem to have some yeah. kind of overalling, overall message or moral behind it. Where this one is more just a family drama. Um, <laughs> uh, it's got like, a decent message, you know. Don't let like, don't let certain things consume you, like sure. guilt and all that That's kind of true. stuff. That's true. Yeah. It does have some messages, but I feel like. The the idea of uh, don't be greedy, you know, don't take advantage of your friends is much more prevalent in like Aladdin, whereas mm-hmm. uh, being kind and generous is definitely, definitely the message of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> right. Um, I do. I do like the boldness of this of this script too, because like where other other Disney films when they're adaptations of stories like they're pretty much you know almost direct at like not entirely direct but like you know they they basically stick to everything pretty well this one took like Hamlet and put it into a pride lands yes. and like worked itself around that idea and it's like they changed a lot and they worked with it really cool like in pride. many cool ways i mean there's other stories that they're inspired from too i just i only know Hamlet i can't remember what else they take inspiration from but it's 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 really bold and I like yes. that. Like Pride it, Lands it, it, being the home and area controlled by a family of lions. And I'm yes. not sure if that is just in the world of this movie or actual zoological vernacular. But Right. It's pretty cool how they set it up. That's like that's like the kingdom in this. And Mufasa at the beginning 
is king. And uh, he, like, you know, all of the people in the animal kingdom that are in the Pride Lands, they look to him as the ruler. And they're aware of the circle of life. They're aware that he's going to eat them if if he gets the (laughs) chance. Um, But they they also... They also uh, know that he's going to keep uh, the predators from overtaking. And predators that are not him. That are not yeah. him. <laughs> he's not yeah. going to overtake, though, either. Mufasa was a good king. He was, indeed. Yeah. And he had that beautiful, intimidating voice of James Earl Jones. Yeah, he sure did. I should probably pull up the cast list. There are oh uh, so many stars and yeah this, it's ridiculous yeah um but in front of uh, like well i say in front of but voice acting wise there's stars and then also behind the cameras there's stars because like i don't know if i would have known this until like 10 years ago but you know we we discovered han zimmer hmm. through like you know inception and like all these other right. big blockbusters with like the his big you know boom and how he changed like the music industry of films well lion king was one of like not his first films, but like it was one of you know one of right. his bigger films in our childhood that he, I never knew he was a part of. And he got to do work with the Elton of the John. Oh my goodness, that's crazy, man. That's another thing is like they started working with like all these big. Uh, I don't know if this was the first film that happened, but like you know when they get the Tarzan and they're working with uh, oh, Phil who is it Phil Collins? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, this is like one of the bigger names where they just but bring see, in these like, it's crazy strange because Charizard was always strange to me, and we'll talk about it more when we get there, but yeah, it's yeah. like the, it's like, feels like it's the first one that's not a musical. No, nobody, act, true, none yeah. of the characters actually sing except for the primates, the gorillas yeah. and the elephant do sing in that. Okay. We're moving on. <laughs> I'm just trying to see what exactly Elton John's um uh credit was for this film. Songs, music by. Um so he, you know, he's not a lyricist, so he must have just done like the melodies and stuff and maybe the oh, scorework was Hans. I did find it. Yeah, it's it's uh here it is. It's on Wikipedia. It's it's original songs were written by Elton John and Tim Rice. Yeah. Um, with a score by Hans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The the I mean the score is great too. I mean it's very oh yeah very dramatic. Uh, but obviously those those songs are what stick with you because they're very right. sing along songs. Uh, obviously Elton John's very good at that. I mean, honestly, like, if I were to get real before we dive into the synopsis here, I had a panic attack uh, when I watched this movie. I had a panic attack before watching this movie. And to try to calm down, I was like, okay, I know I need to watch Lion King. So I put Lion King on, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't focus on it. So I called my mom and muted Lion King while still watching the movie. And while talking to my mom, literally every single song that came on, I was just like, I knew it in my head. So I was uh-huh. like talking to mom and just being like singing the circle of life. You know, I'm just like, I just know these songs that are just, they're fucking iconic. They just, you know, they stick with you. <laughs> they sure do. Anyhow, let's, let's jump into this synopsis. As we said, let's do it. Mufasa is king. And uh, for the, for the most part, I really appreciate the casting. 
uh, in the department of like, hey, let's uh, get some black representation in here in this movie mm. that's based in Africa. Uh, our hero is voiced by Matthew Broderick when he grows up. <laughs> yeah, Simba, uh, <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor Thomas when he's young. Oh, that's that's <laughs> right. Shit. Uh, anyway, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is uh, James Earl Jones's son, and yeah. they <laughs> and uh, he he's you know he's a rambunctious cub and has a friend named. Uh, um, Nala and Nala, young Nala is played by uh, Nikita Kalame Harris, and she uh, and him they get into a lot of trouble. For one, they go to an elephant graveyard that belongs that the territory belongs to uh, our three villainous characters, like lackey characters, uh, the hyenas, and uh, Jim Jim Kime. Jim Cummings uh, does Ed, and Whoopi Goldberg yeah. does uh, Shinzi, and uh, they have another one named Gonzo, but I he doesn't really talk. He's probably done by Frank Welker. What? No, no. Uh, uh, Cheech Marin does Bonsai. Oh, Cheech Marin does Bonsai, but he doesn't say words. No, Bonsai is the one that uh, I think Ed is the oh, one. Oh, Ed talk. is the one who doesn't talk. You're so yeah. right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay. I was gonna say it doesn't sound like Jim Cummings, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently Jim Cummings did some work for Scar as well. But uh, uh, Jeremy Irons is Scar for sure. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jim Cummings sang for Scar. Oh, um, okay. For for certain lines of be prepared, it says here. So that's interesting. interesting. I have to listen to that and see it again and see if I can spot the difference. Yeah, I wonder. Or maybe wonder what he lines just added, spark- like, it was, like, voiced over Jeremy Irons. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah maybe they to, needed to, to, amplify to it. fix up some lines. Or, yeah, amplify, maybe. Yeah, because Jim Cummings as we know, can have that deep gravelly voice. And maybe they thought that'd be oh, fun yeah. during the scarier moments and be prepared. Be prepared actually gave me nightmares. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I honestly yeah. think the same. Like, there's there's some really creepy moments in yeah. that. It's really well animated. It's a really good song, too. Uh, underrated compared to the other songs, because obviously there's some, there's some bops in here. Yeah. So, uh... As we said, Mufasa rules the Pride Lands, but we do start off, I believe, uh, after the ceremony of uh, Simba's birth, meeting Jeremy Irons as Scar, being Mufasa's brother, who was the heir to the throne before Simba was born. Thus, he's got a he's got a a sexy purr for a voice, like it's very. Oh yeah. yeah, it's very ooh. It's it gets Jeremy on your skin. Irons. Really we are definitely objectifying your voice right now. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. As it should be. It's a sexy voice. <laughs> so sexy uh, voice for a sexy man. He starts devising ways to get the throne at this point, uh, and mm-hmm. that is really the pl- uh, you know the crux of the plot here. He. Uh, finds a way to cause a stampede in which he kills Mufasa. 
I'm just gonna put it's it. It's crazy, there. man. It's pretty crazy. It's one of the craziest scenes of my childhood. <laughs> no. <laughs> is there, isn't that also the one where because there's a lot of uh there's a lot of hidden memes or whatever in the in the animation so so you know, like say, people yeah. say there's there's sex yeah, people the say there's like or something yeah that's what i'm saying like I, I think i remember like as a kid seeing it seeing like three three dust letters that looked like an s and an x but you're kind of sh- making a stretch to, mi- yeah. to make it happen yeah but as a kid we were just like oh my god you know it's like ha 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 they yeah. had sex in there but i guess it's also in the stars like i, I think yeah. in the, like you can outline the stars to say sex too or something like it's ridiculous it's gotta be <laughs> bullshit i think for these those two anyways I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it might be bullshit, but at the same time, you have to think of the the the, the animators are working on like all these individual uh, you get frames and everything. Like, you get bored sometimes. <laughs> you just want to add some funny things that and only maybe you are going to know about. Thinking about sex and it's subconscious. It just makes stars exactly. the shape of sex. Yeah, they're looking at Nala, uh, adult Nala, <laughs> that is, and they're just like, you know. <laughs> So adult adult Nala, since we brought it up, is Moira Kelly who plays them. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, <clears throat> Scar kills Mufasa and then convinces Indeed. young Simba that it was all his fault, and so Simba runs away. Uh, and Scar also thinks that the hyenas that he, are his mercenaries basically kill him. Yeah. But he does make it across the Sahara, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never, I never really understood. Like he just goes walking, man. Yeah, he just goes on a long. Trek. He sure does, and I don't know if where Timon and Pumbaa are is an oasis or if it's um jungle that's near ish. Yeah, yeah, not sure, but it's very much more jungle esque than the savanna that Simba is from. They so, got like a river. They got like oh yeah. a, a tree over the river. They can walk across Lots of many moss. times. Very very waterfall, viney. Yeah, they have fun. Beautiful there. insects. Uh, they Lots sing, of bugs to eat. They sing another song that I knew every single word of. Um, being a kuna matata. A kuna matata. So they save they save Simba because he's going to die. I in knew the desert. that. And um, yeah. then they help him be more carefree because obviously yeah yeah, they brainwash him uh i know that's not what you said (laughs) (laughs) but basically i mean that is is, like what is parenting if not brainwashing your children (laughs) i read an i read an article too where it's like somebody was mad because so not to get political here Mm -hmm. but i am of the opinion that your kids should be able to make their own choices and sure. that you should just encourage their choices. That's how my parents raised me. They were pretty hands off. They tried to push us in certain directions, but for the most part, they were just like, your life is your own and we're going to accept you no matter what. I love them for that. They're amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read an article where <laughs> a Karen was complaining. Sorry to Karens out there. A, a An angered woman individual was complaining about uh, somebody saying that she shouldn't be indoctrinating her kids into politics or in religion or any of these things because, and her argument is, she suffered nine months of caring and then had to spend years raising them while working. She deserves to implant her opinions upon her children. That's a very selfish way to look at it. Okay, I I feel like religion 
to a certain point is acceptable because it's cultural. It's also, uh, it depends, it really depends how hard you push it. Like, right. I, I think, like, as children, it's nice it, to have that sense of community. At least I did and structure as a child. Too. And structure, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, as they become an adult, well. you know, they they should be able to choose if that's the life they want to continue leading. Uh, right. You know, and I that's precisely what my parents did. That, yeah. there wasn't, that there wasn't disappointment when I decided that I was not going to go to church anymore. Uh, but my dad was like, you know, I was the same way when I was your age. So you have to live yeah. your life. Yeah, my my parents when I told them that I, I was okay with not going to youth church anymore, I think their their feelings on the matter was, oh, thank God we don't have to make that thirty minute drive every morning. <laughs> 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 we live far out from the church. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, you know our church was like fifteen minutes away, but we lived yeah. behind one. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't good enough. Fort Wayne, though, you know, some of the citizens there call it the city of churches. I'm sure that there are yeah. other cities who have that name, but literally, no joke, there is like a, a church on every other corner. It's it, There's crazy, a lot man. of churches in Fort Wayne. That's crazy. But yeah, Timon and Pumbaa, though, they raised Simba, and I think they raised them right. They were just like, be did. carefree. Yeah. You know, just live your life, be happy. That's right. You know, Hakuna they Matata. They did the best they it's a wonderful could. wonderful phrase. They did the best they could. And uh, by the way, Timon is Nathan Lane, and Pumbaa is Ernie Sabella. Love and, him too. Yeah, Nathan Lane was just beautiful. Like oh, I yeah. love it. I love his voice and everything he's ever voiced. Every movie he's ever been, he's great. He's Ta Timon man. is definitely a special someone. Um, so yeah. Timon is like the brains of the operation. If for this couple, um, mm -hmm. but he also gets things wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's <laughs> he's really very self-assured. Yes, he is. He's very like I know I'm right. Yeah. Uh, and when I speak about them brainwashing Simba, they they made him think that it was okay to eat bugs. Well, it's true. <laughs> it was okay. They, the they literally made their best friend the the one thing that would eat them. They did a yeah, good job. They did a good job. Yeah, they definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's brainwashing. They went against his natural way of That's amazing, being. Man. Made it, made him eat bugs, and he liked it. Um, actually, yeah. you know, if we all ate bugs, the world would be a better place. <laughs> it probably would. It, it, I mean, yeah, I agree with true. that. I, I keep telling people, you need to get used to this. Just start eating bugs just now. That way, when the switch bugs. happens, you're not that freaking put off by it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just chocolate covered crickets, guys. Come on. Yeah. And if you just take a crap ton of crickets and mash them up, you can make a paste that's not like hamburger meat, but like, you know, it's it's all right. It's a little crunchier, but it's fine. <laughs> Honestly, kind of sounds it, guys. good, and I just had pizza. <laughs> I would eat it. <laughs> <laughs> this movie almost made bugs appetizing. Almost. It's true. I almost kind of want the cicadas to come back so I could try the cicada tacos <laughs> oh and talk myself out you of it. You know what? You know, I guess, like, it when that happened this year, there was definitely some food trucks that were serving cicada tacos. Oh, yeah. 
And I thought about it. I thought about it hard, but I talked myself out of each and every one of them. Only every 17 years. Maybe next time I'll be more adventurous. That was my thing. That was my thing was I was just like, I know there's going to be some weirdo out there who's going to collect these and freeze them and he can always have cicada tacos whenever he wants. But like me, this is probably going to be my only opportunity in 17 years to experience this disgusting thing. (laughs) And I want to know what it's like. But I didn't do it. <laughs> By the way. So now i got to live 17 more years so I can try it when I'm like, you know, 47, 46, however old I'll be. <laughs> By the way, uh, I did find uh, Frank Welker on the cast list. Uh, oh my god, who did he do? <laughs> he, plays, he plays lion roars, hyenas, and wildebeests. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah, he's great. Oh my god. Oh man. But yeah, Frank, so if you ever listen but... to this, please come on our show. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. You're amazing, man. Like any voice actor out there that we've talked about and love, please come teach us your ways. Or other vo- or Just other do voice. actors too. Just well, it's not or other, yeah. anybody. Anybody we've been nice to, and anybody we haven't been nice to, yeah. come on and fight us. It'll be fun. That's right. Like, oh man, <laughs> what if we got Nick? Thirty Cage? minutes of punching like, sounds. What? <laughs> 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 ah! oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, man, what if Nick Cage listens and came on the show, dude? That'd be awesome. That would be something. He would probably. He, he doesn't even go to talk shows, so I highly doubt that. <laughs> like my bet, brain he, would explode. <laughs> I know, right? That'd be hilarious. It wouldn't happen. But yes, Never in a million years. To get to bring it back around, uh, Timon and Pumbaa, they la- they raise Simba so well that when Nala comes along, uh, Simba is completely thrown for a loop. He's you like, know, he, oh, he, he, these he, lions exist. I'm oh, a lion. My goodness. <laughs> I'm in love. And like, you know, they go down the river, they have a beautiful moment and everything. It's really cute. Uh, but then she reminds him uh, that shit's going down back home. Well, she doesn't remind him. She tells him because he didn't fucking know shit was going down back home. Uh, but Scar has taken over the Pride Lands. Uh, I mean, you know, because he's the rightful yeah. heir now. And or it's so lost all of its color. Or so he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's lost all of its color. It's it's, a it's gray. Dead. Yeah, it's dead. Like there's no plant life. Plant life is pretty much dying off and everything. Like the, the creatures are fleeing because you know they they're all getting eaten now. <laughs> <laughs> and then the hyenas have taken over as well because you know Scar's in charge. So his his army of hyenas are going to be there to to enforce um, his his command. And uh, Simba Simba has to you know. Decide. Look deep into himself. He has to decide. Yeah. That's the that's the real the real moment of the movie is him yeah. finding himself deciding if he wants to try to restore the Pride Land or if he is content in his life. Which there are signs that he's not exactly content before Nala shows up. And then obviously right. he falls in love with his childhood. Well, I mean hell. Uh, he's taken He's taking fucking hallucinogenics and seeing his father in the sky. Of course he's not content. He's a Speaking drug of hallucinogenics, uh, there's a baboon who is <gasps> the spiritual leader of the Pride. His name is Rafiki, and he's played by Robert yeah. uh, Guillaume. Guillaume? Guillaume. I think Guillaume. it's Guillaume. I, I could be wrong. Guillaume. Guillaume. 
It might be gay, man. I'm not sure. Wow. I, I love it though. He's a, he's known for his Tony. He was nominated for a Tony Award for his portrayal of Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls, and I love that musical. So that's you know. fun. Well, Rafiki is uh, pretty great. I do wonder if uh, if anybody's happy, upset about representation th- that uh, with him. Uh, just I, there's just a twinge of that because he is definitely he based fish. off of uh, African. Full, uh, you know, culture and spiritual yeah. icons and stuff, and then you know, you you got to ask about that classical um, slur of calling people primates and stuff and equating them to that. So I wonder yeah. if people are upset about this in any way. And, and you know, we haven't done this for a while. Call to the comments. Let us know how, <laughs> how what you think. I would love Indeed. to know because I love Rafiki personally, but I, is he misrepresentation? That's what I want to know because maybe I'm not. Yeah, he's certainly to a fun. He's a fun character. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. It might. It might feel this one didn't have a cultural thing. Yeah, cultural it did placard, not. Did it? It did not. Okay. And I do think that it's because Disney feels that they really well, put a lot of research into this one, and they did. To be fair. That's true, yeah. I was going to say, I, I just watched Pocahontas, and it, too, did not have a placard. It a did not? It. I don't think it did. I might have blinked All through right. it. It's very possible. We'll come like, back to that. Like, you'll have to let me know yeah, next, next week when we talk Pocahontas. But I was surprised, because I remembered, like, I was I was waiting for one, and then the movie started, and I was like, hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> But at the same time, it's very possible that I was not paying attention appropriately. My dog was trying to distract me, as she's doing right now. So, I think there is definitely more to talk about with this movie, but... Rowan Atkinson is Zazu. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mr. Bean is Zazu. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He is definitely not Mr. Bean in this. Oh my he god! He's the no. the intellectual Rowan At- Atkinson. Uh, Literally, I didn't even know it was Rowan Atkinson until when uh, I watched it this time around. He is funny though. Like he some is, of Zazu's yeah. lines are really like as a kid, you're like, oh fucking Zazu. Uh, I love I love when uh, when Timon is running into the the cage. He's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. <laughs> and Zazu's like, let me out, let me out, let me out. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts as a kid. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> He has some, like, oh, man, just some of the lines in uh, I Just Can't Wait to Be King that Zazu has <laughs> just yeah. had me rolling as an adult watching this. Like, we have the subtitles yeah, on, shit. and there is so much that you miss just listening to it. I know we've talked about that before on the show. Yeah. But yeah. it is some of the, the animal puns and stuff are just really good. Like, like with because <laughs> they mix in, you know our lives into it and make it an animal thing and it's it's just yeah. really funny i love it man good shit good shit good all shit. around i do want to talk a little bit more about comparing it to hamlet because i'm a theater nerd um please do please so do in hamlet if you're not aware um hamlet's uncle becomes king while he's away and there mm. is a ghost moment 
as there is with Mufasa. It's like Hamlet, but out of order, and not everybody dies at the end. That's the real differences. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there is this ghost moment. So, like, you know, it's, it's, it basically has all the elements of Hamlet. That's what makes it Hamlet. Like, there's this ghost moment where the, the, the king, Hamlet, uh, calls his son Hamlet to action. Um, and he goes in and he finds out this plot that, you know, his uncle killed his father. And then he, he married his, his mother. And that does happen in this with, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure the, uh, but it, it might be that all the lionesses are, uh, his wife, but they do all the hunting yeah. too. But she is the lead lioness and her name is, um, Serafina. Serabe. 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 Who's Serafina then? Whatever. Uh, Serabe is, uh, Madge's Nala's mother. What? Nala's number. M- mother. Okay. That's yeah. Zoe Leader. Uh, but Serabe is, uh, Madge Sinclair. And anyhow, the, I believe the mother's name is, uh, Claudia in the, in the play, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right, yeah. And the uncle, Buck, what's the uncle? (laughs) Bob's your uncle. Claudius, so probably not Claudia. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the G name, actually. Hamlet's mother is Gertrude. Gertrude. See, I, I know a lot of approximate knowledge. Um, so his mother, Claudia, married his uncle, Gertie, and they, uh, yeah, so you find out that she is kind of in love with him. That's kind of another, like, weird point in Hamlet, is that she is kind of in love with this uncle guy until she finds out what happens. Yeah. I mean, if you remember uh, the Northmen, which is based off the story that Hamlet's yes. based off of, yes, the the mother colluded with the uncle to mm. kill the father. Yeah, so it's like it's it all it all stems like right. you went from you went from the original story where they colluded to kill the father together to she was in love with the uncle, but then she was like, "You did what?" Yeah, to Lion King, where she's like, "Fuck you, Scar, you fucking asshole." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you which doing? is you know. Much more appropriate to to our uh, ideals of family and stuff. To right. be fair to Gertrude, she was in a place of power, and to protect that place of power, she married who who mm. was going to become king. Because I guess Hamlet was too young. I don't know. I don't do actually. We wanna, do we want to be that. fair to to to? people of power is that what we're trying to do here no i'm not trying to be fair to people in power i'm trying to be fair to a woman to in a patriotic a patriarchal society oh, okay that's fair yeah. that's fair yeah you've debated me into a corner and i bow to your victory <laughs> all right besides the fact that timon and pumbaa are rosencrantz and guildenstern i don't know what else to talk about hamlet i just was <laughs> pa- it's padding, true though yes <laughs> uh I love it though. This this is a fun film. It's uh it's not my favorite. I do think it's like mildly overrated, but only I mean that in that 
Disney has milked so fucking much out of it that it's sure. like, it was good, guys, but you can calm down. You know, Timon and Puma was a good TV show. You I succeeded did like there. That. It was yeah, like Broadway musicals, but Disney. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, man. That was like one of my, me and my brother's favorite shows. Like, I know we watched that all the fucking all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think we watched that up until Lilo and Stitch came out, and then we watched Lilo and Stitch. Like I like that might that might have been the the course of things, but uh, it, it's all foggy. I don't remember. I don't remember what all was watched because every single show in my childhood was just one lump thing that was there. Yeah, you know? and, and and I yeah. think about it, and I'm like, oh yeah, Rocket Power. I did watch that. I did watch <laughs> that. Man, what a weird show. <laughs> I watched that for like eight years. No, yeah. not really, but like, I don't know. definitely. Uh, no, you know, yeah. Like you said, it's all one foggy lump. <laughs> it's all one foggy blog. I don't know why. Probably the government did something to me. Oh, oh, it's just it's probably joke, that. Yeah. Remember. NDA. I mean, no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Uh, closing statements, but no. I think, for like. Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah, I was working on it. I'm, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I kept, no, I kept getting trailing away. That's okay. I, but like, I. I think it's mildly overrated, but I think it's it's still good. It's still a very lovable, enjoyable film. Some good, you know, some good messages in there about, you know, like overcoming your guilt, overcoming like being who you're supposed to be while at the same time being yourself. You know, like presenting presenting yourself in one way, but at, you know, but having a good time about it, you know, being carefree. I like a lot of those little like the smaller messages. The voice acting's good. Um, but I don't give it the four stars I've given the last two films. That's I believe fair. I'm giving it three and a half. Mainly, probably hurt this. This film is probably hurt by the fact that I've seen it like a bazillion, fifteen times. to twenty times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they did the live action remake, which is just you know it's not a live action remake, but that's what they call it. It's a reanimated <laughs> movie. It's a reanimated movie. That's what it is because it's the same it's movie. The, it's exactly. It just the didn't same. need to happen, man. They just made a computer computer animated. We'll talk about that later. And then they're just like, we're just going to dump all the fucking voice acting into the world into that one too. Just like we did with the original. It's like, why are we remaking the exact same film? I know. I know. It's crazy. Well, um, you know, as much as this movie was around in my childhood, and as much as I love Elton John... And as much as the songs will always be with me, and just the the beautiful animation is absolutely beautiful. That can't be argued. Hmm. Um, They they did a lot of study with animals to get it right, Mm -hmm. and it shows. It has all the elements to make it a face and a half movie, but it's, I don't know. There's, I feel like that third act kind of happens a bit fast. He he goes yeah. from he he has this like spiritual moment, and it and it changes, and he go it, you know and just goes in. Now he's the hero. Um, yep. To me, it felt just a teensy wincy bit lazy. Like I think Hamlet makes more sense when he has that driving factor from his father at the beginning. Um, right. This one. I mean, also the. The, the betrayal of the hyenas against uh, Scar, too, is like just like a oh, flip yeah. of a dime. They, yeah. hear, they hear one line and they're just like, wait, you're an asshole? What? 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 <laughs> we never thought you were an we asshole. We never thought you were an asshole because you were feeding us and e- calling us <laughs> bad names. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just it's very quick. Yeah, it and is. they're just like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that happened real fast. <laughs> Uh, well, I do love this movie though, and I will return to it, you know, for yeah. the Disney movies. But it's just a full face movie, I think. And if you, if you like us shitting and hurting your your childish hopes and dreams <laughs> here, you can go down to patreoncom faceless sign up, check out our tiers, check out the merchandise per tiers, see what you want, get a yeah. shirt, join up there, do yeah. stuff. Yeah. We love you. We love you too. And you might also get to listen to, I mean, you will if you give us $5 a month, to Bangers and Hash, uh, which is a movie of, uh, not a movie, it's a podcast about us talking about movies and TV that we have been watching yeah. by our lonesome. And Animahu, hot take, Frozen is not the best Disney movie since Lion King. What? What? I know. I said That's it. That's crazy, man. Broke your mind. Frozen 2 is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's it, though. I think yep. I think we've we've done what we set out to do today. And uh, with that, I'm the green green traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Ta-ta! Bye-bye! Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.